Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On Giddy Up, it's time for the Midweek Masterclass with the Mailbag Team. Lately, the 1,200 metre group one weight for age sprint star standing at Darlene. He was on show there with their open day there over the weekend. He looks a treat, the big chestnut, Pulele. Looking forward to seeing what he can do at stud. If you missed any of our bag of tips for today's racing, you can head to our website at sen.com.au or subscribe to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall with your local podcast subscriber and get our staking plan. We had a tough end to the week last week. We lost about 30 units on Saturday. Um, so it was a losing weekend. We're about 23 units down since we started to um, take our units um, and be accountable. Um, we won 20 units or we won 50 units the week before. So And it was a winning start in week four. So um, we will bounce back this week. This man's been in terrific form. I speak of Mitchie Lewis and he joins us now to go through his play at Mount Gamby on a Wednesday afternoon. Hello to you, Mitchie. Hello, Gareth. Yeah, home track. So, got to make sure I get this one right. Jeez, I thought we were at Murray Bridge. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> Mount Gambier today. So, what are we doing? Or tomorrow, mate? What are we doing? Have you found one for us or a couple? Yeah. So, what I like to do, so there's no odds, obviously, just yet for the South Australian meet. So, I just go ahead and do all the form and then I make a few changes depending on odds and things like that. But I've got one that I think we want to back early because I reckon... By the time markets open up this afternoon, you might miss out. So one play today, and then we'll give out the rest tomorrow. But it's race seven, number one, Harbin for Lindsay Smith. He brings one across here, and Lockie Nindorf rides. It maps really nicely. It's going to go forwards and put itself in a good position. Now, third up as well. We know that he says his horse is like the peak third and fourth up. It's two from two third up, so it reaches that point today. I think it'll open up maybe... Oh, mid-freeze, and I think it's going to come down and probably start with a two in it somewhere. So that's the one I think we want to get on early-ish. Yeah, that is good placement there from Lindsay Smith with Harbin. Race seven, number one, I agree with you. Mike and Uncle Lindsay on tomorrow to see what he has to say and if he's actually heading to Mount Gambier. Lindsay Smith, we'll catch up with you tomorrow as well, mate. Um, and looking forward to seeing the rest of your plays there at uh, Mount Gambier on a Wednesday afternoon. Sounds good to me, mate. Thanks for that. And good luck today with your tips there at Donald. Yes. Uh, are you confident? Are you, are you jumping on my bandwagon? Are you following me in? I like the sound of them. Like you, you gave them with good conviction too, which yep. is always good. It I, means you've done a really good check you, over, haven't you? You stay online because straight after this break, I've got a futures bet for you on Saturday before the fields come out. <laughs> Welcome back to Giddy Up, and uh, this is the Midweek Masterclass. Race 8, number 8, shock him over. First up from a bit of a break, Alex Ray prepares his galloper. Around 460 at the moment there with Bet365. That's the $200 play there for Jack Dickens on a Wednesday at Sandown. So um, we might get Dicko on tomorrow with bag of tips, but that's his play, shock him over. First up there tomorrow at uh, Sandown, race 8, number 8 there. That's his play for the midweek masterclass. I've got a futures bet for you. I think that this horse, Legacies, will be one of the horses to follow throughout the spring carnival for Peter Moody and Rosemont Stud. 
She is a star, this daughter of Justify. That victory at Sandown in April before she went out for a break, I thought was exceptional. She burnt the candle at both ends. She won with plenty in hand. I know that they didn't get home overly quick, but, gee, she worked at the start, and they were sizzling in the first part of that race. I think she's got plenty of bottom to her. She's got a turn of foot. Maybe it might be a little bit too short for her in the McNeil on, on Saturday, but I think she's she's one out of the box for Peter Moody. Um, she'll be winning a nice race this spring carnival. How far she'll get to is a little unknown, but I think she'll go mighty close. I see she's been backed already with the all-in markets for the, uh, the McNeil, and she's definitely going there. So legacies, I think you can play her right now, and I think you can play her with some confidence throughout the spring. She'll be one of the stars we're talking about in three months' time. 10 o'clock news time. Yeah, this is Giddy Up on this Tuesday. Big final hour coming your way. Looking forward to facing the breeze. We'll chat to Anthony Button and Andy Gath to have a chat about, especially the Eureka, one of the most anticipated weekends of harness racing that I can remember for some time with the first ever running of the world's richest harness racing event. And then we've got the great tip-off tipser of the week with Mickey Gannon and Peter Thomas. And Rob Slade will join us as well um, to have a chat about his syndication business and looking forward to catching up with Rob. First of all, however, we need to find you a few winners with the midweek masterclass and we'll kick off with Warwick Farmer, Mark Roden, who joins us now. Good morning to you, Mark. Uh, good morning, Gareth. How are you? I am well, mate. Um, what are you, what are you thinking at Warwick Farm on a Wednesday afternoon? How do you think the track will play? Uh, rail back in the true track. Good at the moment for showers forecast. Um, Back in the true, those coming down the middle can get their chance. Um, most should get their chance, though. But, um, yeah, don't be surprised if later in the day they're getting down the middle a bit. Take it away with your specials. Okay. Uh, look, tomorrow for me really revolves around uh, whether my assessment of a race at Newcastle a few weeks ago is correct. Uh, there was a race at Newcastle on the 10th that I thought uh, rated really highly. And there's two horses. Well, the first and second place getters are both turn up at Warwick Farm tomorrow. Right. And uh, yep. I'm going to be with them both. Uh, the first one's in race five. Uh, it's number 10, Orzala. Uh, ran second to Silver, uh, Silvanito at Newcastle in the race uh, I just mentioned. Uh, Silvanito sort of outpaced her at the, about the 300. And then she sort of hung in there. And her last 100, I was really impressed with. She was first up that day too. Um, hit the line really well in what, as I say, I think was a strong race. Uh, the extra 100 metres will suit. She's drawn quite nicely in four, probably settles midfield or just off. Um, yeah, with, I, I just think she sets up really well here. Coriolis, who was beaten favourite when I was on it actually at Canterbury last start, will be a danger. I think the horse making the market is number eight outsider. I'm not sure she's really going anywhere, and it's at around the $4 mark. So I think there's uh, value to be had in this race, and I'm happy to go with the third pick, number 10, Orzaga. Beautiful. How much on that with our staking plan? Uh, we'll have... We'll have half the bank. We'll have 100 of the 200 on Zala. Around 440, I think you can get. Yep. Um, yep. And so just moving on to the next race, it's the um, the males edition of the Benchmark 72. And, yeah, sticking with that same form line, number seven, Silvanito. Um, he was third up against Zala being first up in that race at New, Newcastle. But, gee, showed a, a turn of foot there. He's drawn 13 tomorrow. But as I said uh, just before, I think getting down the middle, especially by race six, uh, will be okay. Nashville will are on. He's had a few starts now, this thing, and he is fourth up. But if he shows that turn of foot, I think he'll run past these. And uh, he's also around 440. I think the danger is probably number eight, River Snitty, with McDonald on. It, 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 it's 
it's not a bad race, this, but um, if Silvanito can um, show that acceleration and run up to what he showed last time at Newcastle, I think he'd be very hard to beat, and 440 is a fair price. Beautiful, mate. So we'll play both those horses, $100 the win. Yep, yep, I think just half each. And uh, if I'm right about that race, we'll, we could have a very good day. And if I'm wrong, um, probably we'll collect zero. But we'll see how we go. All right, go and get them. We appreciate your time as always. No worries at all, Gareth. Thank you. There's Mark Roden there. Peter Anthes has done the form for us at Belmont. Have you found one for us at Belmont, Pete, on a Wednesday afternoon with the track? Looking at the conditions there, um, it'll be interesting to see how that surface plays once again with the rail out 15 metres from the 1,600 to the 430 metres, the remainder, but there's no cutaway. We're on a good four at the moment. Yeah, what do you think of that uh, rail position, Gareth? I, I, look, oh, we've I had just a few don't of these uh, anymore. Yeah, the, the, the 400 change, it's interesting because the first time it happened this season, it played very heavily into leaders. Um, from memory, the second time they had this angle at the 400, it didn't necessarily advantage the leaders because the inside was worse. Look, I don't know what to expect on Wednesday. Um, I'll put it that way. Look, the, the one bet that I think really stands out, and I wouldn't be surprised if the snipers have got the ammunition ready to go as soon as... Uh, any of the bookies go up, race five, number six, Stormy Tawny. Look, the horse for Pike and Williams. Just got into a position a little bit worse in midfield. Their last start at Pinjarra. Um, Matt's to basically dictate this race, and it did do that under um, Todd Harvey when I was in the, the previous camp. Look, at one second up last prep, just ticks all boxes. I think it should be far too good for this field. Wouldn't be surprised if it starts pretty short. So, look, you know, if you're getting better than even money, early days and you might even get a bit more than that when the odds first go up. I think that's a good price to be taking. All right then. So race five, number six, Stormy Tawny. Tawny, is that the only horse you're playing there at the moment? Yeah, that's the only one I've got great confidence in. Race one's really interesting for the three-year-olds. I think there's a couple of nice um, unraced ones there debuting. Hyper Real, Lord Shiva, I think will probably start favourite, but Oscar's Fortune was back into favourite. Northern was scratched at the gate. So, look, I think all three of those seem to have come through their trials pretty well, as did the, the Casey runner that never the twain, which won uh, last start. And Angel undercover, they've got as the stable, mate. So it's a really good, hot little race there, race one. Yeah, Worry Day's got a Harry Angel, which is Angel undercover. He's also got a Ribchester as well, um, a filly that's having her third start. So usually at this time of the year, um, September, we see some of the better three-year-olds step out here. Uh, Bob Peters has done it in the past as well. I think Amelia's Jewel, she debuted about this time of the year before she went on to win a Group 1 later on in that year, of course. So, um, And then she went on to do some wonderful deeds on the racetrack. So it's always fascinating watching the trials and then some of these um, unraced or lightly raced three-year-olds at this time of the year in the, the West. Keep up the good work, Pete. Thanks for that. Cheers, Gareth. Great to catch up with Peter Anthonis there. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. There's a hot set of trials happening yeah. today in Queensland. We'll have you on trial time with Dean Watling tomorrow, so looking forward to that. But some of the superstars of the Sunshine State stepping out. Yeah, it's been a great uh, morning of trials. So good morning to you, Gareth. Good morning, everyone. We've seen uh, Zoo Style. We've seen Antino. We've seen Rothfire. We've seen Uncommon James. The list goes on. Yellow Brick. So Who's been yeah, the best? Uh, Just don't well, tease us for tomorrow. I want you to analyse them a little bit more in depth. But um, who thought when you watched them, who'd you think, oh, you might be in for a good prep? Rothfire. I actually oh, thought Rothfire. Yeah. Look, I thought he, I didn't think he'd be forward enough to probably run down Zeus style. He was given a little bit more of a, a niggle to do so, but I thought he was good. And the one that's just run, 
I love this little mare, Ekaterina, and she ran second to Uncommon James. And I'll tell you, she wasn't put under much pressure at all, and she'll be down your way in the spring. And I think she'll, I think she'll win a decent race down there. I really do. She's, she got me really excited out of the winter. I think she's a very, very good mare on the way up. Dooman tomorrow, soft five rails out ten meters. Um, what have you found early doors? Rail out 10 metres means nothing. We had an 11 metre rail here a few weeks ago and they all came down the outside. The inside was no good. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but uh, don't necessarily think it's going to be on pace bias at all. And I like these first two races. Uh, race one, number seven, Power Flash. Uh, one of Tony Gollan strikes a pretty average maiden here. Uh, she's only had the three starts. Now, uh, two back, she was eased from a wide gate behind Yellowhammer and she made a little bit of ground. Then last time out, she didn't jump well at all and she again ran on. That was at 1,400 metres. So she gets to 1,600 metres and she draws a lovely gate here, gate two before scratching for Ange Jones. Now, I will be absolutely surprised if they don't go forward and try and find a spot in the first four with Power Flash. I'm sure they will. And if they do, I think she'll be winning. So race one, number seven. Power Flash. And the other one I'm going to keep an eye on is Jukebox in Siberia. Race two, number nine. Uh, Jukebox in Siberia from the Annabelle Nation Stables had one start at Doombin, drew 11 of 13, went back to last, charged home late into third spot. Now, another one that draws a good gate tomorrow. Now, if you look at her trial at Deegan over 6.50, she was up on speed. So don't expect her to be at the back this time around. I think she'll be closer and I think she can win. Race two, number nine, jukebox inside Beery. There's a couple of others, but we'll wait and see what happens with the uh, markets and barriers tomorrow, Gareth. Looking forward to catching up with you tomorrow, mate, with Bag of Tips. Enjoy Thanks, your Gareth. day analysing the trials now. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Um, in fact, you'll probably co-host the show with me. You'll be on that much. Thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. Cheers. There we go. There's Chris Nelson there. 12 minutes past 10. That is the midweek masterclass on this Tuesday ahead of a... A Wednesday afternoon of racing. So Sandown, race eight, number eight, shock them over for Dicko. Race seven, number one at Mount Gambier, Harbin there for Mitchie Lewis. Mark Rowan likes a couple, but his best would be Ozala, race five, number 10. Belmont, Stormy Tormy, race five, number six there for Peter Anthony's. And at the moment, there's two horses to keep an eye on for Chris Nelson, race one, number seven, Power Flash, and then Jukebox in Siberia, race two, number nine. We'll take a break. We'll talk some harness racing. As we face the breeze, thanks to Garrod's Horse and Hound, Anthony Button, Andy Gath to join me straight after this.